Exeter Public School presents The Bell, a podcast run by kids for kids and the big kids at home. So settle in, don't be late, it's time for The The Bell. Bell. And I'm Ella. We'd love to welcome you to the seventh episode of The The Bell. Bell. Halfway to 14 already. Can you believe it? I cannot. Like, it's crazy. We're already on episode seven. So close. We have an amazing episode lined up today. We have two whole interviews. One we were lucky enough to do together with Claire Hennessy from The Butterfly Project. She talks all about body image and how it's okay to feel negative, but ways to stay positive instead. She's definitely right, and I love that. We next have Nicole Lowe from Google. She's a Google engineer and she loves everything STEM. And, of course, at Exeter Public School, we love everything Google and tech. We love seeing women in STEM. It's incredible to see. We also have the usual episode lined up as well with the kids' chats and a new secret sound. So make sure you stay tuned to the end. Well, Ava, I think on that note, we should jump right in. Hi, everyone. I'm Anna and I'm here with you today on... Kids chat. I have Montana. Hi. Charlie. Hello. Maddie. Hi. And Jackson. Hi. Hey Maddie, what have you been doing lately in class? We're doing um on the iPads in the group. We're doing um um sentences. Yeah, are you good at your sentences? Yeah. Are they easy or hard? They're easy. Yeah? How about you, Jackson? What have you been doing? Um, writing some stories and, like, sentences. Yeah, what do you write your stories about? Um, yeah, nothing really. All right, Montana, what have you been doing in class? Um, I've been doing some maths. Yeah, what do you do in maths? Um, some writing, drawing... And yeah. stuff. Yeah, in maths. Do you do like counting? Yeah. Yeah. And oh. counting to 100. Can you count to 100 already? Not yet. Oh, it's hard. What about you, Charlie? What have you been doing? Uh, <laughs> I've written a story about me and my dad going in the truck and sleeping in the bunk. Oh, nice. Have you learned any new sounds recently? No? What's your favourite sound? Um, oh, yeah, that's a good sound, like chicken. <laughs> yeah? All right, thanks for being on Kids Chat today, guys. Bye. 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 Good job, Kindy. Montana, Charlie, Maddie and Jackson, you guys smashed that. Let's keep it moving with an interview with Max's grandparents. And it's a pretty cracking one if I do say so myself. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Bell. We're here today with Ruth and Peter, Max's grandparents in year one. They just gave another a talk. They get they're another pair of grandparents who gave a talk to the year ones about the past. Hi guys. Hi there. Hi. How are we? Me and Heidi and Max as well. We're going to ask you some questions about the past. Can you just tell us um, a little bit about yourselves? Okay, well, we've just moved down to Mosvar for the last 12 months, but we originally come from uh, 
Sydney. I grew up in the Sutherland Shire and uh, Ruth grew up in the St George district, which is around Hurstville, that sort of area. Um, yeah. And you'd want to know a little bit more than that or...? Um, no, no, that's good, that's good. Um, Ruth, can you just talk... Like, when you guys talk and you're, like, talking to the microphone, can you say something about what it was like growing up? What it was like growing up? Well, um, I grew up in a big family. Um, we did have a car, which was more than a lot of people did when I was young. So we could, we could travel around. A lot of people just had to walk everywhere. I walked... We all walked to school, which was a fair way. It probably took us about half an hour oh. to walk to school. Um, but everybody did... Um, everybody did it. Every, yeah, everybody walked to school. And even when it was raining, we walked to school. And we used to walk through the gutters, take our shoes and socks off and walk through the gutters in the water. <laughs> um, what about you, Peter? Yeah, yeah well, I, I didn't have any brothers and sisters. There was only me. Um, and, and, yeah, I used to have to walk to school too, which, as Ruth said, everybody did. But mine was about 20 minutes But I used to, to, to school. But I used to enjoy that. Most of, your, most of your parents didn't take you to school in those days. And uh, very few people got dropped off by a car. You, you all had to walk, and that and that was pretty good too. Enjoyed that. Um, growing up, did you ever assume that your life would turn out how it has? Like, uh, no, I didn't. Um, and I think that's the best part about life is that you never know what what's going to be down the road. Um, I've sort of th- reflected a bit on life now, and think I've had a pretty good life, really. But I didn't plan it that way. It's just the way it had happened. We. Uh, we moved um, moved uh, others from the other side of Sydney when I was about fifteen, which I thought was about was terrible, but that turned out to be <laughs> probably a good a good thing. And I never thought I'd move down here to the Southern Highlands, uh, and and we did. So um, sometimes not planning things and, and having that happen um, is is uh, the way it goes. And I think that's what life's all about too. It's very hard to plan your life completely. What is your guys' jobs? What are your jobs? Well, I'm retired, but I was a building surveyor for quite a while, which is like a building inspector. And, okay. Uh, and I'll put you over to Ruth there. Yeah, I was a teacher. I worked in a few different areas in Sydney. Um, my last school was near the airport, a big multicultural area, which I enjoyed very much. Also, when we sta- I started teaching, um, we had classes of 40 children. Seriously? And, seriously. <laughs> and, um, and by the time I'd finished... Well, you know, kindergarten classes were, you know, lucky to have 18 in them. <laughs> Most classes were around the, in, the, in the early 20s. But, we, yeah, we, we taught 40 children. Um, so that was a really big job. It was, a, yeah, it was a huge job. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up in Sydney. I always thought Sydney was a great place to live. But over the years it's got more and more crowded, more yeah. and more congested. And I just thought I had to get out of here and, yeah, we moved to Moss Valley and we love it. Um, so what about being, coming down here, um, oh, my God, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I, I know what I'm going to say. Um, Max, sorry, um, what do you want to say? Do you, gra- do you have any questions you want to ask your grandparents? No? Um... How was it growing up? Like, was it... How different would you say, like, 
obviously without technology, but like, how was it growing up? Like different, like in ways. Like, sorry, how was it different growing up? <coughs> well, I, I, I'd say life was a lot simpler and <laughs> when I grew up. There wasn't technology. Uh, I've just done a talk and uh, with, this, with the class and uh, the main thing we had was a radio. That was the only real te technology <laughs> okay. we had. Uh, television came when I was about six years old and it was only black and white. <laughs> and therefore you had to make your own entertainment. So you played with your mates after school... Uh, during the holidays, um, you, di you could, didn't need to come in because there was nothing there. Television. Um, we sometimes used to stay, at, uh, listen to the to serials on the radio, but by doing that, it made life very simple. And I think that simplicity is probably not there today, um, and it's probably a lot harder in some ways because uh, technology. It, there is so much to do about it. So. Um, in some ways, I, th I think I probably enjoyed that sort of lifestyle a bit yeah. better. I just want to say sorry to the listeners. There's probably a bit of background noise. We're just doing a class thing and there's probably a lot of noise. But um, I know back when television started, there wasn't many, like, channels. And I know now that, like, we're flicking through channels, like, oh, my God, there's nothing to watch. <laughs> back then, there was, like, two channels. And you're like, oh, my God, we have luxury. Yep. Yeah, there were three actually. There was Channel 9, Channel 7, the ABC and then sort of towards in the 70s I think we got Channel 10 and then probably maybe 30 years ago we got SBS but un other than that until sort of... So not too much. Not too much. Uh, no. Uh, and again that wasn't... That was good because there wasn't too many decisions yet. No. <laughs> well, when television came out... Our family didn't have a television till I was about 15, and which was a long time without one. And then my father would hire one for the school holidays <laughs> and we would watch TV. Also, we would go up to our grandparents' place on a Monday afternoon. They'd have and, it. They had a t television <laughs> and we used to watch a bit of TV up there. But we used to read books. That was, yeah. that was what we did more than anything. We always read a lot of books. Yeah, so we were probably very late coming into the mm. game of getting a television. We were so what? excited when my father finally bought one. What was your, like, big memory? Like, what's one of your main memories from your childhood? Um, I remember, well, there were eight children in my family. I remember sitting around wow. the table all having dinner. I can remember for a while we had a, um, we kept our own chooks in the backyard and, um, and... Yeah, there was no such things as treats and treats and things like that. But I think when we were probably early, uh, maybe in our early teenagers, Mr. Whippy, the <laughs> ice cream truck used to come around the shops. That's that nice. Was, that was a big excitement. Everybody would run out to buy ice creams. But yeah, there was nothing like what there is now. No um, fast food, no McDonald's, no anything like that. So it was very, it was very sort of ordinary, I guess. Did your family have like? I know lots of families have, like, once a week they watch a show together or they, like, have something specific, specific, you know what I'm trying to say, specific <laughs> for dinner. Like, did you guys oh. have a tradition that you would always Well, we, we always we always had a baked dinner on Sunday lunch, a lamb roast on Sunday Yum. lunch. Yeah, always Sunday. And then we would have, we would have um, on Monday when our... My mother made our lunches. We would always have cold lamb and tomato sauce <laughs> on Delicious. sandwiches for lunch on a Monday. That's very useful. 
I've forgotten the question. What was that? Uh, what was a t- family tradition you had? Uh, I don't know, really. Uh, more, um, we didn't have uh, Sunday lunches or any, uh, dinners like Ruth said, but my mother was a very good cook. She'd um, been taught pretty well and we had pretty good pretty good food, you know, always a good meal every night and when we got home and so forth. But uh, oh, I think I liked playing with my mates, actually. That was probably the best part of it. <laughs> okay, well... Um like in comes Heidi. Yeah. Um, what when you went to school? Like, what was your favourite subject? Like, oh, my favourite subject. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I probably liked history. Actually, I still do like history. That, that was pretty good. Um, and uh, we used to. I tell you what, we used to do is get taught a lot of stuff about our local area. Um, and um, I came from the Sutherland Shire. And we were right on the on the bay at Botany Bay, and um, that's where Captain Cook came and discovered Australia. Mm-hmm. And um, you learned a lot about that. We learned a lot about that because there's a there's a um, a grave out at at Kernel to a to the, one of the sailors on the Endeavour, which was Captain Cook's ship, that died called Forby Sutherland, and that's why the Sutherland Shire is named after him. And oh. Most most kids sort of sort of all knew that, but I reckon if you went back to the Shire today, very few of the kids would understand that bit of history. So, I th- I thought that was quite fascinating. A good thing about history, like it doesn't really change, but so it stays interesting. But like, there's more history that comes. Correct, exactly so I right. Think, I think like people in a hundred years' time, they'll be like, oh "My God, I wish I hate school. I wish I had a global pandemic to stop yeah. me from going to school." <laughs> you know, kids back in the twenties had one. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in primary school, I, I loved pretty much all subjects. We used to learn a lot of poetry. We would all learn how to recite poems like The Man from Snowy River and and other Australian ballads like that. We could all recite them and to this day we can still... I do wish our school teachers more like poems and stuff because yeah. we don't actually learn much about our area either. Like I remember once we learned that the general store down here is 100 years old but that was pretty much it. And we never really learnt... We learnt about poems, yeah, like how to write them, but we never really learnt, like, any how famous to, ones. to recite them, No, yeah. I never really learnt any famous ones. I think that's something that we haven't really... And you find when you learn things with. like that when you're young, you just still can remember yeah. them when you're older. Yes, that's so, why they teach yeah, times tables. So I love that. The other thing we used to do, which the, they don't do now, we used to do folk dancing. <laughs> They'd turn the radio on and we'd all be out <laughs> in the playground and the music would come through the loudspeaker and we'd um, do dancing. Because I've done a few of these interviews and they've said that there wasn't many, like, stocker and stuff to play. Like, they didn't really usually do that. They usually did other th- games. Soccer, did you say? Yeah, there wasn't often, like, sports like basketball and soccer, really. Like, they weren't very big. There wasn't basketball. No, there definitely wasn't basketball. Um, you mean out in, not at school? Or like, just, like, in just general. 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 Um, no, a lot, actually, a lot... Three of my sisters and brothers all learnt tennis. They would go to tennis yeah. every Saturday morning. A lot of children learnt to play tennis. I did swimming, so that was a different thing. I did um, swimming training. But, um, yeah, it was mainly soccer, a bit of softball, a little bit of hockey. <laughs> yeah. um, Max, do you have anything you want to say maybe about their jobs or their school? <laughs> um. What did some of the things that you found interesting growing up, like if you wanted to tell your past self something about your future, what would it be? Um, well, I, 
I think what I talked about in the classroom is with I was in the, I was in the Cubs and then joined the Scouts and uh, that got me a few ideas on, on leadership and um, being part of a team and all that sort of stuff and, and, and bushcraft and all that and I think that was pretty handy sort of skills to have in later life um, uh, when you got a job and so forth and I'm not sure, sure whether uh, kids today do that sort of thing. Yes, they play sport but they don't seem to be... You know, most most kids are in a we're in a in a in a guide club or a, yeah. girls are in a guide club or um or brownies and 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 the boys are in 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 those sort of clubs. Yeah, we don't really have many clubs nowadays, do we? We have like sports, but not clubs. That's correct. Yeah, and they were they were pretty good learning learning skills in those days, and good for communicating with people and so forth. So, yeah, I think that was probably one of the things I thought was pretty good about being young. Um. And Ruth, if there's anything you if what, sorry, um, is there anything that if you could go back in time and tell your past self, what would it be? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, just give anything a go. Something comes across your path. Yeah. Say, uh, yeah, why not? That's another thing. Why are you doing it? Not why. Why not? So go yeah. in and do it. And I also think too, a lot of friendships that you forge in primary school and high school. I've mm. still got friends from those times and it's a wonderful thing to keep those friendships. Yeah. Because you can go back and, you know, relive your memories mm. with friends that go back that far. Well, a lot of segments here end with, oh, that's the bell, we had to go, but that's actually the bell, like, time to go home. Um, I'm sorry if my question's kind of weird and not well done. I only knew I was doing this literally, like, before, like a minute before we started. So um, thank you guys so much for coming. And we apologise for the listeners if there was a lot of noise. Um, Max, is there anything you want to say? If you could travel back in time, what would you say? If I could travel back in time, um, possibly um, when I was about Max's age, I I could have learnt the the banjo and I never went ahead and did it. So if I could go back in time, I'd I'd teach myself the banjo again. Okay. okay. Thanks, Max. Yeah. So thanks, um, thanks very much for your t- questions. They were very yeah. good. Well, we better go. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on the show thank you for having and us. talking to the year ones about the past. Bye bye. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks, Max's grandparent. You did so good. And Ava and Heidi, a big shout out to you. You guys are such good hosts. Our next segment is hilarious, hosted by Josephine and Eliza. It's a Would You Rather with Atticus, Luca, and in Indy and Annabelle. Make sure you're ready for a good laugh at this one. Welcome to Would You Rather with Year One. Today we have Luca. Hi. Atticus. Hello. Indy. Hey. Annabelle. Hi. And Josephine. Hello. Indy, would you rather live in the city or the country? Country. Why would you want to live in the country? Because it's better. Well, I know. It is better than the city. Yeah. Atticus, would you rather live in the sky or under the sea? Under the sea. Why under the sea? Because I can see fish and all that stuff. That would be so cool. Luca, hamburgers or chips? Chips. Why do, Why would you pick chips? Because I don't like hamburgers. I what? What? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like chips? You don't like hamburgers? Oh, well, I mean, I like chips more than hamburgers. So, yeah. No, you don't. I do. <laughs> Annabelle, would you rather have three legs or three arms? Three arms, because you can do more stuff with them. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Indy, would you prefer to live 100 years in the past or 100 years in the future? 
future. Why would you want to live 100 years in the future? Because it's cool. No, I mean, you would get to see what stuff you had in the future. So that is pretty cool. Atticus, would you rather go to the doctor or to the dentist? The doctor. Why the doctor? Because if you went to the dentist, you might have some teeth pulled out. Yeah, that does hurt. Luca, would you rather be the smartest person in the world or the best athlete in the world? Smartest person in the world. Why would you want to be the smartest person in the world? Because then you can have lots of friends and play good games. True. That is really true. Annabelle, would you rather live without music or without movies? Without music. Why without music? Because then you can watch the movies more often. Yeah. Indy, would you rather constantly itch or constantly cough? Itch. Why would you want to itch more than coughing? Because I have a cough and it's so annoying. I know. Same. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Look at the time. We better get you guys back to class. Bye. 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 <laughs> that was so funny. Definitely, Ava. That made me chuckle so hard. Next up, we have a kids chat with Year Six. It's so sad. It's probably one of their last ones, but it's a really good one. Mhm. Hello, welcome to Kids Chat. I'm Marco, and with me, I've got Noah, Hello, Sam, Hi. and Oscar. Yo. So in class, we've been doing our service learning projects. Service learning. Projects are where we give back to the school and make our school more beautiful than it is. So, Noah, what have, what have you been working on? We've been building and making some bike obstacles for the kids to ride over and have fun. Nice. What about you, Sam? Um, we've been making the um, rainbow eel. So, it goes along the... Yarning circle. Yarning circle, yes. And we're making mountain um, piles of rocks f- to recreate the scene, like mountains. Cool. What about the you? rivers? What about you, Oscar? Well, me. It's a funny story, actually. Um, I'm working on a mini, a three-hole mini golf course. Right? It's it's not going to be permanent because, um, because that's like too much money. So we're going to have rollout ones on the basketball court, and then we're. Currently working on a storage cupboard to like put the stuff in, like the the turf we, when we roll it up and like the clubs and stuff, and yeah, yeah, cool. So come on, guys, we've got to go back to the service learning projects. Bye. 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 Thanks, Year Six. You guys have been working so hard with your service learning projects. Up next, we have a really amazing interview with Claire Hennessy from Butterfly. This one's really important, so make sure you stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Okay, hi everyone. Welcome to Welfare Wednesday, our regular podcast check-in and chat about all things welfare and wellbeing. Today, I have the pleasure of having Ella and Ava with me and we're going to be speaking to Claire Hennessy from Butterfly. Claire recently came to our school to do a session with Year 6 on body image. So thanks very much for joining us today, Claire. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be back, even if it's just over the phone. Oh, it's great. It's so wonderful that we're able to connect this way and keep the conversation rolling. So I'm actually now going to hand over to Ella and Ava 
and they're just going to have a bit of a chat and um, get to know you a little bit better and what your role in Butterfly is. And um, I'll hand over to Ava now. Hi, Claire. Hi, Ava. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast with you today. Uh, thanks for coming on. If you don't mind, we're just going to start asking you some questions. Please, hit me. Okay. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself to start off? Sure. Well, my name's Claire, as you know, and I am 29. So I've been working with Butterfly Foundation now for a few years, pretty much just when the pandemic was starting was when I started my job. And I love it. I love it so much. I also love making music. That's one of the other things I do in my spare time. But yeah, I absolutely love my job. You seem like a very complex person. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? Like many of us, I've got a few strings to my bow and I think that's exciting actually, isn't it? You're probably finding that too, that it's nice to have a few things that you enjoy doing. Yeah. So the next question is, can you tell us a little bit about your job? Yeah, so basically my job involves coming to talk to lots of young people and I sometimes speak to young people who live in New South Wales like you guys, but I often means I get to travel to different parts of Australia to talk to them about body image and it's not just about me giving you guys information, it's about learning from you and talking to you about what you notice are the things that help you feel confident in your bodies. Um. Can you tell, it must be really cool being able to travel around Australia and meet other, ki- and meet other people, other kids from other s- different schools. Can you tell us a bit about that? It is so interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting. And I think what I really enjoy about it is getting to learn about how you all have different experiences. And sometimes that depends on where you grew up. It depends on what it's like to go to your school. But something I really notice is that a lot of you are saying some similar things about what works in making you feel comfortable and confident in your bodies. And you're all kind of having really similar experiences, which I think is really nice. It's nice to remember, I think, that we're all in it together. That's very nice, actually. And um, what's one of the things that you really love about your job? I think my favourite thing is probably getting to talk and meet you guys. I think Something that I find really fun is when we get to chat together about um, maybe questions you guys have, things that you have noticed and the experiences you have. That's my absolute favourite thing. I noticed, Claire, when you came to Exeter and you did your workshop with the U6 group here that you were really getting them to um, engage in dialogue and have those conversations that sometimes are a little bit tricky to have and um, they were really really getting down to well what is body image and um, Mm -hmm. why am I feeling the way I'm feeling and those conversations are so important to start having early on aren't they? Absolutely. I think sometimes we can feel like, and it doesn't matter how old you are, sometimes you can just feel like the things that you might be struggling with are not things that you are allowed to talk to other people about or you might feel a little bit nervous talking to someone else about them. But we know that talking to people is one of the best things for making us feel better and finding those people that we can trust and we feel safe talking to is always a great idea in in getting us out of our own heads and starting to remember that we're not alone with some of those feelings. 
that's a really big one, that we aren't alone and that it doesn't matter um, what day it is, there is always someone around who you can talk to, isn't there? And on that note, our next question is what is the best piece of advice that you can offer to preteens like me and Ava? It's a really, really good question because I think it's a really complex time. Um, It's a really exciting time but can also mean that from day to day you're feeling different in your body or maybe feeling um, curious. You could be feeling a bit nervous. You could be feeling really confident some days and I think it's important to remember that's really normal to feel different from day to day. Um, I think it's also really important to know that confidence doesn't just mean that you feel like you look really attractive all the time. (laughs) I think sometimes that's a funny thing to say, right? We don't always want to, um, we'd like to feel as confident in our appearance as we can, but I think the most important thing is feeling comfortable in our bodies. Yep. Um, Sort of a similar question, but if you could go back in time and tell your past self, like your preteen self something, Mm -hmm. what would it be? That's a really good question. I think what I would try to tell my young self is that uh, it's okay to feel a mix of things and it's really amazing actually that you're so good at listening to your body and what it's telling you Uh, because I think listening to your body and what it's asking you for is going to be the key to success setting up that confidence in your body moving forward. Um. Oh, I had a question I was going to ask and I forgot. Yeah, no, that's good. It'll come back to you. And that's such great advice, Claire, that listen to your body and go with what it's telling you is such important advice and it's advice for people of all ages. So it's Absolutely. It's something I still need to come back to too. So it's basically just self-confidence? I think so and I think you can get confidence by being able to listen to what your body's asking you and doing it for your body. That's where we get that confidence, by respecting our body, by feeling like we've got our body's back. Awesome. I guess it's not the same as like going back in time and telling your past self these things, Mm -hmm. but it does seem kind of similar as going around now and telling other kids who are struggling the same way as... I know probably you did and lots of other people you knew did. Yeah. Um, And I think that's actually really nice. Having each other's back. I think so. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And being open to listen to each other, just in the same way we listen to ourselves, we want to listen to each other with an open mind and with really kind ears. Fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Claire. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on with you today. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast um the bell it's my absolute pleasure um we would love to hear from you again maybe in the past like in the, oh, future? In the future sorry <laughs> definitely yeah sure um and, and it'd be good for like younger students when they get to our age and thanks also yeah that's right um for coming on and talking about this stuff for a little bit of our little tiny interview on welfare wednesday even though it's not wednesday <laughs> uh, thanks so much, it's Claire. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's already really close. Well, you know what? It's a good excuse always to make it a welfare day, isn't it? But um, well, well done to both of you. You did such a good job today. Thank Wonderful. You. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much, Claire. We will talk Thank to you, you again soon. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks, Claire. That was an amazing message and I hope all of you are listening very close. Next up, we have a new segment. I don't think we've had this one before, have we? I don't think so. It's Catch Up with Heidi and Evie. Hope you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Catch Up. We have a very special guest, Izzy. Hi. Recording this podcast. Now, before we get started, I'd like to... Wait, hold on, Evie. Before we start, we're doing Catch Up, and where's the fries? Oh, Heidi, this isn't ketchup as in food. This is ketchup as in what's coming next in this school. Christmas, Heidi. Christmas! Yes, and our lesson. Oh, yeah. Wait, Heidi, when, are you, when did you get your Christmas tree? I haven't got mine yet. Oh, wait, we're supposed to be doing a podcast. Back to it. Wait, what are we doing ours again? How have you forgotten? We are doing ours on, a, on Christmas. We're making oh, yeah. Christmas decorations. Oh, yeah, now I remember. We're going to make reindeers, little reindeers, made out of paper bags with lollies inside of them. And for our backup, we're doing Christmas letters with little candy canes attached. Oh, Heidi, this is going to be the best Christmas ever. I think it will be too. Wait, Heidi, don't you mean you know it will be? Yeah, but don't you love Christmas? Because it's my favourite time of the year. And Christmas is on the Monday the 25th. Well, of course, my birthday's right after the... Christmas, 26th of December. You remember, right? Uh, uh, yeah, totally. Oh, Heidi, it doesn't matter. I still remember yours. 16th of July. <laughs> oh, Heidi. Oh, Evie, look at the time. I didn't even realise. It's class time. We better get back to class. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, it's almost time for our lesson. You can't miss that. Well, that brings us to the end of Catch Up. We'll be back next time on the bell with more information and things we have been doing in our school. And also coming up to the end of the year, there will be some exciting segments, so keep your ears out to find out more about our school. And we'll keep you posted for more information. Catch up. Bye. 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 Thanks, Evie and Heidi. That was a great segment. Now let's move on to Kids Chat with Year 2. Hi everybody, welcome to Kids Chat with Year 2. Today I've got my buddy Luna. Hi. Frankie. Hi. Fergus. Howdy. And Tom. Howdy. So Luna, what have you been doing in class lately? Maths. What kind of maths? Subtraction. Do you like subtraction? Yeah. Are you good at subtraction? Sure. (laughs) So Frankie, what have you been doing in class lately? Art. What kind of art? Uh, Collecting nature to make clay ornaments and making paper chains to decorate the classroom and the trees. Do you like art? Yeah. Sounds like it. So, Fergus, what have you been doing in class lately? 99 maths. Can you explain to me what 99 maths is? It's a game on the computer. It's, It's like a maths game that... It, the computer gives you math questions that you have to solve. Do you like 99 maths? Yeah. So, Tom, what have you been doing in class lately? Uh, I've been, we've been doing um, making um, Christmas villages and we've been making like Santa's workshop and Santa's sleighs. Well, I think we've just run out of time. Thank you for listening to Kids Chat. Bye. Bye.
Thank you, Year 2. That was an amazing kids chat. You guys are always learning great and new things. This next episode is one that Ella and I did ourselves. It's really fun and we really hope you enjoy. It's called Once Upon a Time. There once was a girl. What? A ground? A girl. Okay, keep going. This girl's name was Rebecca. And Rebecca lived in a hero city. I want to go there. Not a real place, Ava. It isn't a real place. Ava, keep it down. Why are you telling lies? I'm not. Anyways, Rebecca has always dreamed of becoming a supervillain, but her parents being superheroes wreck her dream of becoming a supervillain because she knows she'll have to go against her parents in the future. That's super sad, especially the bit where she has to go against her parents. I know, right? That would be the worst. Definitely. Anyway, back to the story. Okay. She's in school, sketching away in her supervillain suit. She decides what she wants to be called, the Scarlet Witch. The sketch shows a scarlet red dress with a red aura around it and a headpiece. She's excited about it and decides that she's going to make it this afternoon. I thought the Scarlet Witch was already a thing. It's her backstory. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Keep going. She hurries home and gets her sewing. The dark red, the black, the helmet, the slit in the dress and, of course, the ruby. She found it in her cupboard. After hours and hours, she finally finishes her masterpiece. She's about to try it on when she hears her dad's footsteps. Rebecca quickly shoves it in her closet. Sweetie, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, Papa. I'm just doing my homework. That's not how she sounds, Eva. Have you met her? No, but neither have you. Anyway, her dad walks out of her room, confused, and shuts the door behind him. She... Does she try it on or does she do as her parents say? She tries it on. Duh. She puts it on and feels powerful. She is powerful. Her Wait, does she have super superpowers or does the dress give them to her? <gasps> Did she use magic fabric? Where can I get it? Ava, it's the ruby. The ruby found in her cupboard. Every superhero finds something on the street or something. Hmm, suspicious. Her hand started to tingle and shine red. There was a weird... Um, I... She started to float. Her voice suddenly changed. Her hair raised like the friction on a trampoline. It was crazy. She was a supervillain. She was the Scarlet Witch. Ella, um, remember we can't make it too scary. I'm getting shivers down my spine and I'm super brave. I'm braver than everyone else here. It's not that scary. Plus, it's a sick story. She flew out of her window really fast. Super villainy, not superhero-like with their fist up in the air. <laughs> super villains don't waste their time. Mm-hmm. Superheroes sit around a, a bit. Waiting for the bit where they can risk their lives, even though they don't know how do much. Supervillains are always proactive. Big words, I know. They cause the danger. She smashed and crashed through buildings, her red aura reflecting on the glass. Her demonic laugh echoed to the city. Her life was about to change. She was officially the Scarlet Witch. Great onomatopoeia. Did you learn about it from your word of the day calendar too? First of all, what is a word calendar? Second of all, take off the glasses and get rid of the pointing stick. But I like the pointing stick and the glasses make me look despicable. Enough with the whining and the silly word of the day business. Oh, sorry, Mr. Pretty Kitty. Ella, can you keep a secret from Mrs. Hutt? I guess so. Just don't act like you don't know anything about it. Back to the Scarlet Witch, of course. In swoops her parents to save the day. Her dad yells, Rebecca, stop! Oh, sweet father, for your sanity, stay out of this. There's nothing you can do to stop me. I am the all-powerful Scarlet Witch. She flies off in a hurry, not being a coward, but going to a more vulnerable town. Her laughs still echo in the city till this day. 
She's off in the multiverse fighting real superheroes, not working at the office ones and drinking coffee. Did she ever see her parents again? Of course. Of course she did. She came back for Christmas because they have to have a break every now and again. That would be an awkward lunch. Hope she brought good presents. Well, she better because she has a couple nieces and nephews. That, let's end on a high. Goodbye, everyone. By the way, the cat's fine. Hope you enjoyed me and Ava's segment about Once Upon a Time. We were really nervous making it for you guys, but we hope you liked it. We really do. Next up, we have an amazing interview with Nicolo, who works in the Sydney Google offices as an engineer. Really fun job, promise you. It's great to see more women in STEM, and she's inspiration for both women and men and everyone who's interested in STEM. Everybody in our class wants to become a Google engineer. We hope, we really hope you enjoy it. So let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. With me today, I have Ava. Hi. Ale. Hi. And of course, me, Ella. We're here with a very special guest, Nicole Lowe, who's an engineer from Google. We love all things Google here at Exeter Public School, and we are so excited to chat with her. Correction, we love all things technology here at Exeter Public School. That's right, Ava. Nicole is one clever cookie. Did you know she studied a Bachelor of Commerce where she majored in business law and marketing? That's not all, Ella. She also worked in London in a hospitality, hospitality management and marketing. She then went back to uni in 2018 and completed her master's degree in professional engineering or software engineering. After finishing, she also got a job at Google. The dream job. Definitely, Ava. Did you know that she then started a graduate program called the IT Residency Program and then got promoted to her full-time job? That's right, Ava. Nicole's role in Google is with TechStop, which is basically the technical support team at Google. Okay, I cannot wait any longer. Let's meet her. Hi, Nicole. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Definitely. But we do know that you're a, that you're a busy lady. So let's jump straight in. Are you ready? Yeah, sounds good. For our listeners at home, we need to explain that we recently had an incursion with Google and it was amazing. It really does seem like such a cool place to work. Yeah, it um, is a really fun place to work. I've had some um, boring office jobs <laughs> in the past um, and Google's definitely a lot more fun. Um, the office is really exciting. Um, you might have seen and heard um, and everyone's super friendly and the work's really interesting. Well, that makes sense since literally everyone in our class wants to work there. So, and there must be a ton of applicants. I mean, you already have 23 of them in our classroom. So can, <laughs> can you please tell us what the application process is like? Yeah, um, so when I applied, I applied for a graduate role, which was straight out of university. And um, my first interview was over the phone and it was just someone from HR and they kind of just got to know me and what I had studied and where I'd worked in the past. And then after that initial interview, I had um, interviews with, I think, three more people um, and it was all individual. So I met with three different people with three different types and there were a mix of technical interviews and then some more just like personal interviews. Mm -hmm. So in the technical interviews, uh, they would ask me sort of questions related to software engineering and in the more like personal interviews, 
they asked about things like teamwork and my work experience, my interests and all that kind of stuff. That seems very, that seems very different to applying for your day-to-day Macca's job. Obviously, you're <laughs> yeah. a job, but just like from knowing sort of the rough basis, that seems very different. How long did that take? Um, so it actually was pretty quick. I think all up it took about a week. Um, each interview is about 30 to 45 minutes um, and it kind of starts off as like an informal chat and then with a the technical interview you have like one or two questions. It's not really like a test. It's more just um, a way for them to see that you have the technical knowledge required for the job role. Okay. Yeah. What does your day-to-day look like as a Google engineer? So um, I start work at 9am and for about half an hour I usually look through all of my emails and all of the tasks I have to do and my calendar for the day. And then um, once I've done that, I usually start working on a project that I'm assigned to. Uh, So at the moment I'm doing a lot of like machine learning work uh, which is kind of like AI, and um, I work on some bugs, I write some code, I attend meetings, um, and then after I've worked for a bit, I'll go to lunch, and we're really lucky at Google, and we get lunch uh, for free, <laughs> which is really nice, and so I'll have lunch with my colleagues, and then after lunch, I'll go back to work, and I'll probably work on a different project. Um, and similar stuff. So I'll do some coding, I'll do meetings, um, I'll do some like operation strategy work. So I'll think about like ways that our projects can improve and where they can go. And then um, in the afternoon, I do some more administration stuff. So I reply to emails, I organize the rest of my week. And then I log off at like 5 p.m. That seems like really good actually. But um. What's your favourite snack to get at the cafeteria? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them, but they're called boodles and they're like um, chocolate crackles. Oh. I don't know, like, you know, like the rice bubbles with like chocolate oh, coated over it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really good. So they're just like, yeah, they're like mini bites of those and they're oh. really yum. And sometimes they're like chocolate caramel. Um, there's like other flavours and stuff as well. That's so good. Oh. I, I've never had one, but that like just t- sounds delicious. I think you're gonna say chocolate covered noodles though. And I was like, chocolate covered uh, noodles are also delicious. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, um, yeah. If you weren't a Google engineer, what would you be? Um. Oh, good question. I think I've always wanted to be an artist. That's so, but it's kind of hard to do that full time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, I really love to paint and, like, make stuff. So I think in another world I'd be an artist. So, like, crafty? Yeah, craft and, like, painting and sculptures and all that kind of stuff. Well, I guess you're doing that in some form through technology, creating online virtual art. Yeah, I like to think of it that way. Um, I think, like... Working in technology and working at Google is both creative and, like, I guess technical, like, sciencey and mathy. Yeah. Um, but we definitely get to still be creative. Best of all worlds. Well, yeah, exactly. We mentioned in your intro that you joined the IT residence program. Can you please explain what that actually is for our viewers? 
Yeah, so um, the IT residency program um, is a two-year program that Google um, ran. It's finished now, but essentially it's a grad program um, or a program for people who are early in their IT or engineering careers. Um, and it's a mix between working in tech support um, and then learning and development time where you can kind of do anything. It's just so long as you're working towards learning and developing um, like for a goal. So if you want to be a privacy engineer, you could use that time to learn more about privacy and engineering um, and you can do courses within Google and external. Um, and then the rest of the time was working on projects similar to what I do now. Um, the projects are all types of projects, but they were to do with um, tech support at Google. So how we can improve it, how we can make it better, automate it, um, all that kind of stuff. Was that at the Google base or was it at a different place? Yeah, so it was at Google um, and you were on a two-year contract. Okay. So um, you'd work at Google for two years and then you had the opportunity to get um, promoted into a full-time, like, no contract role. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened to me and my colleagues. We all got promoted into a full-time role. Okay. All right. Is there anything you would change about Google? If so, what would it be and why? Um, would I change anything about Google? Well, back in the day, I don't know if this is true. I've never actually asked any of my colleagues that have worked at Google for a long time. But apparently they had segways and scooters and skateboards that you could borrow to get around. And we don't have that anymore. And so I want it back. <laughs> I, I am gobsmacked. Like, why yeah. would I take that away? I, that's what I want to know. I think in Sydney, because we don't have like a big campus, yeah, yeah. maybe we don't need it. But yeah. in America and in like the movies, I don't know if you've seen <laughs> The Intern, no, um, but I, they had like all that kind of stuff to get around. And I, I'm like, oh, where's ours? That's so bad. <laughs> like they have those. It's, that's the most trivial complaint though. I think Google's yeah. a really good place to work. So, <laughs> Well, at least you're not going to get fired for that complaint. Maybe just, yeah. maybe you're just going to slightly annoy some people. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that'd be very safe if I was driving a Segway or a scooter. I probably Yeah, I agree. Segway. Maybe that's why they don't have it anymore. I'd probably fall off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to like get a broken arm and then you won't be able to do your work and only eat. Yeah, exactly. You so maybe they the did food. it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Why did you choose this path and what are the pros and cons of this job? So I used to work in marketing and law um, and I did like it, but I just thought I don't really want to do this forever. Um, so I went back to uni and I kind of thought about what I wanted to do long term. And I've always really loved technology and games and like creative stuff, as I mentioned before. Yeah. And I think um, software engineering kind of brings all of that together. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of why I chose it. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, what was the second part of that question? What are the pros <laughs> and cons of this job? Um, I think the pros are that it's really flexible. Um, yeah. So... You can do lots of different things. Um, you can work from all over the world remotely if you want to um, or if the job allows for it. Um, it connects you with all different types of people with different types of jobs. So you work with other engineers, you work with like designers, um, you work with project managers, you work with 
mathematicians and scientists. So basically, um, like, so, that sounds insane. So basically, yeah. collaboration. Yeah, lots of collaboration. That's um, nice. And I think different types of work, which is good. That sounds like actually insane. Um, we sort of went down this path a little bit before, but I just this I'm going to bring it up again. Um, what are some of your favorite projects that you've been working on recently or have worked on? Yeah, so um, a project that I'm working on um, is about predicting IT problems um, that like Googlers face and how we can solve them proactively. Um, and then also sort of like collecting data about the problems that people repeatedly have with like IT stuff at Google um, and then getting like examples of everything and reasons why they're happening and figuring out ways to fix it. That seems like a very like job that sort of, I know Google makes a lot of amazing products for people, but that that what you're doing is actually really important because a lot of the time like there's glitches and there's like bugs and it's really good that people are actually like devoting their time to helping the people who can't like aren't as good with technology. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time with Google, we need to try and save time and um, make things as easy as possible for the engineers that sorry, the engineers, I should say, um, that are building things and doing stuff um, so that they can do their job as easy and best as possible. Okay. Yeah. On our virtual Google incursion, we had a tour of the Google offices. I have to know. Can you please tell us your favourite part of the office? Library? Oh, I, I... Oh. You there? Sorry, guys, my phone just... um. Bugged out actually. <laughs> um, right. Could you say that question again? On our virtual Google incursion, we had a tour of the Google offices. I have to know. Can you please tell us your favourite part of the office? Um, I think it's the music room. Um, so we have this little music studio that has a bunch of guitars, drum kits, keyboards, um, everything you could want, and you can just kind of jam out. And um, I re I play the guitar and I the bass, um, so I really like to go in there and just play, yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't play any instruments, but I would still love to just go hit some drums. And be like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good fun. You could just use it as like a output. You can just whack it. <laughs> my favourite part about like the offices, I think, are the nap rooms, like the nap room. Yeah. And definitely the cafeteria because like all the food, like the nachos and stuff and like how you can get them for free. Yeah, it's really good. Um, we're very lucky that they give us lunch because it saves us time because we don't have to think about, yeah. like, what we're having and where we're going to get it. Um, yeah. And it's always yum. Mine would probably be the library because I was told that there are sleeping nooks in the library and I'm, like, always reading. I love to read. Oh, so amazing. That would yeah. just be insane. Yeah, the library's really cool. It's um a good spot to just to chill out, read a book and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, mine would probably be around the same as Ella. <laughs> cafeteria in that room. The cafeteria, yeah, it's popular. <laughs> um, this is my signature favourite question to ask and it's if you could go back in time and tell your past self something, what would it be? 
Um, I think that um, even if something's really tough, like if you're doing a test that's really hard or you've got something scary coming up, it it's like it always pass and you'll probably do well and everything will be okay. That's really good advice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we had a go at using the teachable machines in class and it was really fun. We hear that you've been, you've been involved in development and coding for the machine learning. Can you please tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so um, I use machine learning um, like on that project that I mentioned before. So um, where we try and predict and analyse um, the problems that Googlers have um, to do with IT. So um, I guess predicting issues with their laptops and the software um, uh, before the problems get too big or before it affects lots and lots of Googlers. Um, and we have like inputs, um, which we help to sort of like cluster keywords um, to see what kind of patterns are emerging. And then we make predictions based on that. That makes sense. Yeah. Now we have a little challenge for you. Are you up for some quick fire questions? No hesitation. Sure. What is Sounds your good. What is your favourite colour? Blue. What is your favourite food? Oh, pizza. Ooh. Apple or Android? Uh, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favourite animal? Ooh, dogs. Um. Dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> Makes sense. What is your most used Apple game? Sorry, say that one again. What is your m most used Apple game? Apple game? App or game. Hmm. Oh, Apple game. Um, oh, that's a good question. Probably Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your or favorite? maybe TikTok. What's your favourite sport? Oh, basketball. Oh, nice. Now for my signature question. Basically my favourite. Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Nay. No, no way. way. I'm the same. Yay, yay I'm for the me. Same. Yay, yay forever. Pineapple on pizza is yuck. It, it makes is, it all taste no, like pineapple. It gives it that yeah. nice juicy taste. Like it makes it less, it makes it more fresh. It's just delicious. Nah. No. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to I agree mean, to disagree. Anywhere. Each to their own. <laughs> I mean, everyone can have their own opinions and all that. Yeah, it's a divisive question, that one. Great job on the quickfire questions. You did great. Thank you. That was so much fun having you. It, Definitely. And you did so well in the interview. Thank you. On, Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us on the episode of The Bell. We really appreciate no you one. sharing your time with us. You really have inspired us to think outside the box as we think about our careers. Our teacher is really passionate about STEM, about women in STEM, and the different and the different career pathways that are available to us. So thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, and thank you again. No problem. Thank you again for spending your time with us. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks so much for hosting. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Nicole. See you, you next bye. time. Bye. Bye. That was an amazing interview with Nicole Lowe. How about those offices? I know, right? There's like so many nap rooms too. There's about, there's like three nap rooms. But we can't get too distracted by that interview. We still have an amazing secret sound coming up. So 
stay tuned, grab out the pens and paper, get your thinking caps on and make sure you listen well. Hi guys and welcome to The Secret Sound. I'm Ava. I'm Ella. And today's secret sound is tr- is a tricky one. Remember to email your guesses in at exitpublic at gmail.com. That's exitpublic at gmail.com. Enter with your name, age and location. The first person, and obviously your guess, the first person to get the correct guess gets a free lunch. Our school canteen food is delish. And if you're from outside of our school, you get yourself a shout out. Are we ready for this hard, hard secret sound? I don't know about you, but I sure am. Let's go. Let's do that again. That's a really hard one. I wonder what that could be. Remember to email your guesses in at exopublic at gmail.com. Good luck, everybody. Wow, that sound was a tricky one. Definitely. Let's hope you guess it. Unfortunately, that brings us to the end of today's episode. That's fine, though. We've still got plenty more episodes to go. Make sure you subscribe or give us a follow. It really helps out. Thank you for listening to The The Bell. Bell.